What's going on, guys? It's Austin Wilman here. I want to talk to you about a subject today that's near and dear to my heart. I think about it often, and when I'm talking with people on the phone, coaching clients, when I host masterminds um, in group settings, when I was giving my micropreneurship course last summer in 2018, I saw this a lot, and I I witnessed people experiencing this concept. All the time. And I, th I think that people don't really understand what they're experiencing. Okay. The concept is called cognitive dissonance. It's basically when you have two strong beliefs that happen at the same time. And I'll give you a couple examples as we go on. But the reason I want to talk to you about this today or talk to whoever's listening or just to myself and, and get it out is because I experience this stuff all the time. I, I like to think of myself as a uh, self-motivated person, uh, a self-starter, ambitious, hardworking, outgoing, all the good things that other people see when I'm in when I'm in social interactions or if I'm be behind the scenes and I can kind of make a story for uh, I can make a story around my life and and what I do behind the scenes that I can tell to other people. So if people ask me what I'm doing, um, I will tell them that I'm building coaching programs. I'm designing programs that help people, um, you know, that help people move forward toward their goals and overcome their emotional or mental boundaries, whatever that, whatever that is in their career or in their life. That's what I tell people. That's the narrative that when other people look at my life from the outside and they don't see the inner workings, that's what they associate with me. I'm someone who is entrepreneurial and I, I, you know, I like to think on my own. I like to think that I'm an independent thinker. Um, and people see this, people see this, uh, about me because that's the narrative that I tell people. That's what I, that's, those are my, uh, actions and, and my words that come out. However, in my own mind, there are a lot of things that I experience that other people don't see. For instance, if I know I have tons of stuff to do, I know I should be writing about a coaching call that I just got off of. I know I should be adding to my book. I know I should be reaching out to other people to uh, solicit my services because I know I can help them. And instead, I look at my phone and it says that I've spent an hour and a half on Instagram today out of five hours that I've been in front of my screen. You know, these these new iPhones have that feature that kind of track your track your screen usage and tell you what you've been doing all day in front of your phone. You know, you wake up and then all of a sudden it's 5 p.m. and you're like, well, I really have no idea what I did today. Yeah, um, the phone the phone tracks that stuff and, and can tell you about it. At least my phone does. So I feel cognitive dissonance, and I'll, I can call it CD for the future. Um, I, I experience CD when... I am uh, believing to myself that there's something else that I should be doing. It's almost like present moment guilt. So if we think of guilt as something that happens in the past, you know, there are there are the past, the present, and the future. We experience guilt about things in the past. It's very, I mean, it's it's impossible to think about guilt in the future unless we know that we're going to do something right now that's going to affect what happens in the future that we're not going to be very proud of. So guilt happens in the past, whether that's about, um, 
maybe you, I don't know, injured someone with your words or your actions and you didn't really anticipate to uh, bring that bring that sort of pain onto someone else or maybe you did and now you're in the present moment and you're looking back and you feel guilty about something, a decision that you made in the past, in the past present, it was still the same you, but now you almost, uh, you almost connect yourself with the person in the past because although you're on the same timeline and you're still quote unquote the same person, the way that you thought in that moment is disassociated with the person who you are now because you realize your actions or your words have consequences that are making you feel a certain way now. So that's when we experience guilt. It's about things that we had control of in the past that we don't feel so good about in the present. And we can just touch on anxiety a little bit. Anxiety is something that's going to happen in the future. We're anxious about it. It hasn't happened yet, but we know that um, we have some part in the instance that we're thinking about in the future that's making us anxious. So I could be anxious about a job interview that's coming up. I could be anxious about meeting up with someone for the first time on a date or a business meeting. I could be anxious about taking a test in the future. I don't know the outcome of that and I don't know how the environment will necessarily be or how I'll react in that environment, but I know that I have some sort of hand in what's going to go on. And I know that I have some sort of, um, I know that I have some sort of decision that has to be made and I will have to be present in that moment. And whatever happens in that present moment, we are understanding again that our personality and our characteristics is on the same timeline, but we're disassociated with that person in the future because we don't know how, um, how that person AKA us is going to react in the future. Okay. So the present, the present you, whatever, whoever's listening to this podcast right now and your worldview, what's shaping your actions and your thoughts, that person can be different from the person in the past because you're feeling guilty about things. You are associating a different person in a different worldview and a different mindset and your thoughts and actions and the person in the past. And then when you look into the future, you're saying that, yes, that's still the same me, but the worldviews, perspectives, associations that I'm making with the person in the future may not necessarily be the person who I am right now. So that's why we're feeling anxious. When we get back to CD, it's when we're experiencing guilt and we're experiencing that disassociation that we experience uh, with the person in the past, but we're experiencing it right now because we have control over everything that's going on. We have control of our thoughts, perspectives, worldviews, all that stuff. And we have the ability to change it, but we're not. So that's where this dissonance comes in. Okay. It's, it's the, the fact that we're thinking about something in the, in the present moment. And we know that we believe in our worldviews and our narratives are telling us one thing, but our actions and our words are doing something different. They're projecting differently into the world. When you know you have tons of stuff to do, when you know you should be studying, when you know you should be mending your relationship with your spouse or your partner, when you know you should be working harder on your job, whatever it is, you know that you should be doing the way that you perceive the world and the way that you think is right and what you think of in a perfect situation of who you are as a person is one narrative, but 
you're on Instagram or you're giving your spouse or partner the silent treatment or you're um, messing around and, and doing something else that's distracting you from what your narrative that you understand and believe to be true uh, is telling you. So it's this disassociation between who you think you are and what the person that you're perceiving, aka yourself, is doing. So there's something that runs in common with guilt, cognitive dissonance, and anxiety in the future, right? Past, present, future. It's it's this concept that we are two different realities. We are two different beings, right? As As I just said, the person in the past is not the same person that you are right now. And the person in the future may not be the same person that you are right now. So your, your timeline as it goes from then till now to later is linear as, as we perceive it. I mean, there, there can be um, different concepts and theories about how time is run, whether it's linear or uh, secular or, you know, whatever. But this, uh, this difference is when we, when we are perceiving ourselves. So if we think about these concepts and I, I I saw this on a YouTube video a while back and it really stuck with me, it really struck me. Um, and it really made me think as, as to, uh, these two separate beings that are in our minds, right? There's this, there's the one that is all knowing and all wise. And that's the core of our being the universal intelligence that creates our human experience. That's one being. And then there's the being that is, um, the, the one that experiences these, these human, um, these human environments and reactions, right? So if somebody says, I am thinking thoughts, that's, I think kind of a, kind of a misleading phrase because are you thinking thoughts or are thoughts happening to you? And there, that's, that's a really profound question to ask ourselves is if we can, there's, there's when we are so focused on our work in the present moment and we are the ones that are creating the thoughts on the page and nothing else can bother us. We're in the zone or you're in flow. That is your core being, I believe. That is the essential energy that you put out into the world. And, and that's the one that you want to, um, to live by, right? In, in a perfect world, our past, our future, uh, our past, our present and our future would all be this one ever glowing energy and this vibe that just spits out into the world. Uh, the, the most true energy that's the, that's you being your true self, you know? People are like, I don't know who I am. What they're saying is, I don't know who I am outside of the external factors that I experience every day, right? So if I say, I am going to sleep, is that true? Do you, you can try to go to sleep, but ultimately it just happens to you. Sleep happens to you. Same thing with thoughts. Thoughts just happen to you, right? If I say, I listen to myself, what does that mean? Think about that statement. I am listening to myself, right? It's these two separate entities. Like me and myself are two different 
two different things. And I think when we feel cognitive dissonance in the moment, it is our true self observing, you know, it's, it's me observing myself and they're not aligned. So when people are saying, you know, I just, I don't feel good about myself. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm stuck in a rut. It's, it's basically you observing yourself. There are these two separate entities. The more that you can wrap your head around that, it gives you a little bit of ease to understand that there, there is the truth and the inner being that's speaking through. That's good. The fact that you're even realizing that um, you're not being aligned with what you truly feel is right. And maybe it's not even, maybe, maybe it's not even a, a pattern of thought. Maybe it's just a feeling. If you feel that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then I would say that's a step in the right direction. That's becoming self-aware. If we're becoming self-aware, then we're able to pull our perspective back and see and notice that there are two different uh, streams of, of reality going on. There's the narrative that we're telling ourselves is true and that we want. And then there's the one that's actually happening. I think a lot of people feel this when, um, when I mean, especially when you're supposed to be working on something that you're not doing at the current moment, or you could say, I'm not racist, or I, you know, I, I don't believe that racism is a good thing. However, when you are walking down the street and you project a certain, um, reality into the world that doesn't align with that, people feel cognitive dissonance. They're like, why is this happening? Because I tell myself my narrative says one thing, but my reality says a different thing. And I don't know why that's happening. Or people who say like, um, oh, I, I, I hate my job or I, I know I'm meant for more than this. There's cognitive dissonance there because their one reality knows their true reality knows that their potential is not being fulfilled as much as it can be. And then there's the reality that is what your, what your words and actions are doing in the real world that don't align. So you're like, okay, if I believe something so strongly, but I perform and act in a different way, then there's this gap that needs to be filled. And the larger the gap, the larger the cognitive dissonance and the stress that it brings. And uh, you're, you're feeling guilty about it in the moment. If, if you walk into work and say, I hate this job. Uh, I know I'm better than this. I have to do it. Um, but you, yeah, I mean, you, you know, on the inside that this is not your true calling. The cognitive dissonance is, is large. It's the same thing when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship and you say, I, I love this person. They're, they're, they're good for me and I like them. But at the same time, I still keep my options open for other people. I still, look at other guys or girls in, in lust. Maybe, I mean, we don't want to get into the conversation right now of love and lust or anything like that, but there's, there's definitely a cognitive dissonance when you say my definition of love means I cut off all other options. And then your actions and your words, when you flirt or you eye other people down or you, you know, have some sort of other feelings toward another person, that's different than what your true belief of your definition of love is. So feeling guilty about that in the moment is basically the experience that we're having because we know we can, we know we have a part in deciding how we feel. 
And that's just a that's just a matter of being able to control what's going on in the present moment and understanding that we can't control everything. We can only control so much. We can we can control the thoughts that our true everfescent being projects to our self, right? So the the difficulty here is controlling the self that the me or the underlying person or concept or idea of who you truly are is uh, is projecting onto the self. So this cognitive dissonance, I think a lot of people see, they say, I'm not, you know, I was, I was on a coaching call recently with someone in a, in a medical profession. And he was saying that basically my interpretation is he's feeling cognitive dissonance because what he is practicing in, in the medical practice is just the self reacting to the environment and like projecting what he thinks that the other people are expecting of him. If I say, Austin, I'm going to come to you because I need help growing my business. Then I would say, okay, my self would say, all right, here's the task at hand. Here's the surface level of what's going on. This person is coming to me because of A, B, and C in their business. I'm not making enough money. Um, I'm having trouble getting clients and I'm having um, issues communicating with my clients what's what they really need. So those are the those are the surface level things that my outside self uh, is is addressing, right? But my inner self, my my true being, what I truly believe is saying things like, Austin, you need to tell this person that they're not making enough money because they're they have a limiting belief about money. Their their internal self is telling their external self something. They're believing something, but their external self is not acting on their own beliefs. Or I'm not, I'm having trouble communicating. Uh, as they were saying, I could say, okay, well, you just need to uh, be more clear and you need to write scripts out and you need to uh, make sure you repeat the question to them and things like that. But to me, my internal self is saying, Austin, you, you don't need to address the external stuff. You need to dig into yourself, your true self needs to get in contact with their true self and find out what their underlying uh, narrative is and why it's misaligning with what their external narrative is, what their outer self is saying and doing. That's usually what it is. It's not when people are saying they have issues with things, they are, it's, it's their internal world perceiving their self and how their self is acting on the external world because they have less control over it because they're not bridging the gap between what they truly believe and what they act and say. So how can we help, how can we help overcome this? That is, that's something that I'm uh, working on in a book that I'm writing. I'm not sure what I'm going to title it, but I think that's, the 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 most that's where the most pain comes from for most people in their everyday lives is what they believe and what they're truly going for and and their true self when they identify and write themselves on paper and say this is who I am when that self does not align with their with their actions and what they do every day that's where the pain comes in because we we recognize that gap and we don't know how to close it so we just take what we're doing on the outside and we try and alter that 
while the the real you on the inside remains unchanged. The real you is the one that that wants to be aligned to, not the not the external you, not the person that has the thoughts, not 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 the person who has the thoughts, right? That's the self. The self talking, well, the the external self talking to who you really are um, is usually the one that's in control because it's easier to manipulate. When I say, um, let me think of another example here. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is making sense. It's kind of a, uh, a weird concept that we are experiencing two different selves and that self-awareness is where the pain comes from. So to overcome this, I, I think that we should just be, it's, it's so easy to say, we just need to be more in touch with our true selves. Yeah. All right. Great. Austin. That would be uh, so much easier said than done. I think we have to look at whenever we say something good about ourselves, I'm a really hard worker, but, and then we need to really focus on what happens after the, but, all right. So a lot of people in a, uh, I mean, imagine you're going into a new job interview and you're introducing yourself and you want to highlight all the good aspects about you. I'm a hard worker. I'm well-read. I'm intelligent. I'm passionate. I would challenge you to write those things out, all the good things about you, and then write a but after each one of those statements and find what's holding you back and what causes you pain every time that you don't live up to that expectation or that that perception of your true being. Because what you're saying right now, when you when you list the good things about you, that's the true being of who you really want yourself to be and who you truly understand yourself to be. And that's the perfect narrative that you tell yourself that you listen to that, that you tell yourself to be right. I'm hardworking. I'm honest. I'm a good communicator. I'm a lover. All those things are a perfect narrative of who you truly want yourself to be. But after you write these statements of, of your truth, write a but after each one and find out what your outside self is doing that negates what's happening on the inside. So I am a hard worker, but I only work hard at things that I really care about. I am a lover, but sometimes I situationally hold back my love unless it aligns with everything that I think is, you know, everything that should go on. I am extremely energetic, but I get sidetracked easily. So if, if we can take this simple practice, and this is something that I have on a worksheet that I give to people who, who are thinking about doing coaching with me, and it seems to really reveal a lot of, it seems to really reveal a lot of things that people are struggling with without them actually knowing. Because for the most part, people have issues. Uh, they're, they're not acute issues. If people are saying, you know, I'm, I'm having an issue in my job or my relationship right now, it's not the tactical thing that you can put words on like, okay, we had a fight over, you know, me and my, uh, significant other had a fight over, the dirty dishes in the sink or whatever, right? It's not the dirty dishes in the sink that is causing the issue. 
because that is what the outside self is perceiving as the issue. And it's easy to manipulate and it's easy to create a story around that to say that this is the acute reason uh, as to why I'm dissatisfied. When in reality, underneath, there's something that brings up that thought process to identify an easy excuse on the outside. Maybe the real reason is not, uh, you know, I'm having a, a relationship issue because of the dirty dishes. The real issue is that I'm having this ongoing issue that's happened over the course of 10 or so years that I haven't identified that I have this expectation of the way that things should be and someone else is not living up to those expectations. There's some incongruence um, in my outside world to my internal beliefs. There's incongruence there. So if, if we're doing this exercise, maybe we can give a, uh, a couple more examples. Um, for myself, I can say, and trust me, I, di I did this exercise myself and came to a, a whole lot of realizations. That's kind of why I'm doing this right now is because I had these realizations and now I know more of what to work on that's going to produce lasting change in me because I'm not just dealing with the outside self uh, and the excuses that I'm making and the situations that are happening to me that are acute and easily fluctuating. So something that I wrote about myself, one thing that I'm you know, really, I, I think, proud of and, and happy about is I consider myself to be intelligent and well-read um, and you know, I, I, I have a, a good understanding of knowledge, I think, as far, as far as I'm concerned. But when I try to explain things to people, often it goes over their heads because I don't know how to simplify things and distill them to be easily digestible. That's one of the biggest things for me is I have a, a large breadth of understanding um, and I see things in the big picture and in their complete form. But when I go to attack something and, and really navigate through how to go about that, like a, like a coaching program or an eight-week course that I'm putting together or a relationship that I'm going about, I have this full understanding of what I think it should be, but I get immobilized because I don't know how to break it down into bite-sized chunks and make it simple enough for myself to go about doing in a step-by-step -step fashion or if I'm teaching something, I don't know how to break it down in simple terms to convey to other people so that it doesn't go over their head. So the, the real issue is not that I feel that I'm well-read and intelligent and have a, a, a large of amount of knowledge that I can project on other people, although that seems to be you know a good thing. It can be a good thing, and that seems to be the issue that I'm, that I'm finding is that uh, nobody understands me. Um, I can't seem to connect to people. That's the, that's the outside me making excuses in, in rationalizing as to why I can't get a grasp on what's going on. But really the underlying factor and the factor that's, you know, maybe been with me for a while now is that I don't know, I don't have a good understanding of how to simplify things. I don't have a good understanding of maybe how to relate people and meet people where they're at on their level. And if I just, uh, you know, if I were to just focus my, my time and energy trying to fix the things on the outside, the underlying, the underlying self and the underlying issue would still continue to be with me in the future. 
And I think that that's why maybe we feel guilt in the past is because it's our internal self looking back and seeing the actions of our external self. And same thing with anxiety. When we look into the future, it's our internal self knowing what narrative that we stand for and that we believe and that we understand. And we're feeling anxious about something in the future because we're looking at maybe what the external self is going to be doing. Because underlying, we know that who we are is likely to remain the same unless we have a huge paradigm shift. Something massive happens that really changes the perspective and the entire way that we see the world. It basically uproots our our outlook. Those don't happen too often, um, but we're, we're obsessed with changing these outside things and it's it's easy to do. Like we said before, it's easy to change the outside things. It's easy to change um, our actions. It's easy to change the words, but what it's hard to change is the, the internal beliefs and the narratives, the true narratives that are creating those actions and creating those words that are expressed into the external world. So if we want to, if we want to cut down on the amount of cognitive dissonance that we're feeling, we need to understand that our external external actions and words and, and thoughts that are happening to us are not the same as our internal beliefs and narratives that we're telling ourselves. And if we want to change the external, we have to understand really truly what the internal us is going about and, and why there's a difference there. So we can continue to change things all we want on the outside, but if we don't understand what we're trying to align them with, what we're trying to be in harmony with, um, we're going to continue these practices over and over. That's why we felt a certain way in the past. Um, that's why we can never seem to get over um, these these things that always hold us back. We're like, man, I always blow it. Or man, I can never find what I'm passionate about. I can never make a decision that's good enough. I can never, you know, whatever you're having trouble with and you look back on the course of your life or on the course of your career or in the course of your relationships, um, there. I think you'll find a pattern of an underlying belief or, or an underlying narrative or underlying structure that carries through with you. And even though you've changed the environment, you've changed your clothes, maybe you've changed your haircut, whatever, changed jobs, switched um, partners, there always seems to be something where you get stuck or you feel in a rut. And that's, I mean, that's the that's the long and the short of it is that if we don't understand why we feel that way, then it's never going to be resolved. So people keep, I think people keep, uh, taking their, taking their external self and moving it further away from their internal beliefs and their narratives. And they keep thinking that, uh, they keep perceiving their internal narrative as something that is created by their external circumstance. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe if, if I'm in a, a job or a relationship right now that I know I can do something better, I know the grass is going to be greener on the other side, or that's what my external world is, is thinking. And that's what I'm telling myself. Then I need to just change this job. And if only I could do this different job, or if only I could be with this different person, then everything would be all better right? Maybe you've experienced this before. And then a couple months go by when you do change a job or you do get a, a 
different partner or whatever, and you find yourself in the same route, you'll be like, ah, oh, maybe this isn't it. Maybe I should go try something else because the next time I do it, the next time that's going to be the time. And then what happens again? Maybe you, I mean, maybe that is the next time um, that everything just happens to work out for you. But often it, it doesn't because we're not in a harmony and we're not in congruence between the, the two selves that we, that we naturally are. So I think if we, if we're just perceiving ourselves as, as one being, and we think that we can act in a vacuum without consulting, um, and without understanding and listening to our, our, our narrative that, that happens, uh, without us even thinking about it, then, uh, we're, we're always going to be further and further away and we're never going to quite get there. Um, because there's always going to be a mismatch between what we truly believe in the narrative that we tell ourselves and the narrative that's actually playing out in the real world. So recap, cognitive dissonance is guilt that we're feeling right now in the present moment and that we can change. And we're, we're recognizing it because there are two different selves, all right? It's the same guilt that we feel in the past, but the past is gone. We can't do anything about it. Anything we're feeling anxious about in the future is probably because there's a misalignment with the narrative that we know to be true and the narrative that we imagine our external selves are going to be playing. So it doesn't make any sense to feel guilty in the past. It's in the past. doesn't matter. Um, doesn't make any sense to be anxious about something in the future. We can't control it right now. It doesn't matter. Things will happen as they happen. But right now, the cognitive dissonance, that's where I think we can truly get into something. Um, focus on the but- Focus on what you're saying and you know to be true if you were to write out those things that just come to you and how you identify yourself as a person. Again, I am hardworking. I am an innovator. I'm a problem solver. I'm compassionate. But, 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 and list what's holding you back or when you don't feel those things. And those are the actions and those are the things you need to work on to bring you closer to um, who you are and how you can be in harmony with yourself as the truest being to yourself. So that's just something I wanted to get off my chest. I journaled about it today a little bit and I've been seeing it more and more recently uh, because I've been aware of it with the people I talk with, either either coaching clients or um, relationships or friends that I'm having or even experiencing it in my own life with, with my career and kind of the direction that I'm going. But I've just been experiencing that uh, a lot more and I wanted to address it and kind of get some uh, get some thoughts out, hear myself talk because we all love that. Don't we? Um, if you think that this, this information and this podcast could be helpful to someone, please share it. If you would like to hear more of, uh, more of these hopefully helpful thoughts and, and concepts and ideas, reach out to me. I always love hearing your, your feedback. It's intro or at intro to Austin on Instagram. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook, Austin Willman. I don't use Twitter all that much, but it is also intro to Austin, at intro to Austin. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a wonderful day and realize that there are two different parts of you and listen to the one that is the most true. Thanks a lot.